Do we ever talk about uh, the whole Trump going off Twitter thing? Uh, yeah. We did talk about it last time. Did we? Me? Wait, had he been deleted by then? Yeah, I was going to say. When did oh, no. Then I think we just started. talked about his account was restricted when we talked about it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um. Then there was something else. Go- I mean, there's CES this week, which fucking sucks. But I want to talk good. about CES. Oh yes. Also, uh, I mean, like in the same vein as the whole Trump thing, the whole parlor thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, I wrote an article about that today, actually. For Medium. There's really yeah. there's some really stupid details to that thing. Oh my god! It's um, such a fucking rabbit hole. Uh, okay, so then what happened at CES? There were a few other things that happened that we really wanted to talk about. I'm just going back through history here real quick before we jump in so I'm actually organized. Oh, man, I mean, it's also the point that Facebook said it had nothing to do with the, uh, nobody organized anything last week on Facebook, <laughs> which is fun. It's the funniest thing I ever heard. <laughs> you cannot say that definitively. Right. Um, a firm went public. Oh yeah, that is true. And Shopify owns twenty percent of it, so Shopify yeah, made mean, like two billion dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually was in- interested in talking about just like that trend. It could be interesting just to talk about a firm and like spread payments. I was reading about it this week. I okay. mean, at the end of the day, it's taking advantage of poor people, so. I don't have too much yeah. positive to say. Well, I actually I have longer thoughts about what is actually happening, which is TLDR teens hate credit cards for some reason, um, and that's why it's happening. Teens being 18 um, to 21-year-olds. I have in podcast chatter and huh. Discord the list that we just said. Did I miss okay. anything? No. I'm just scrolling through. Like Samsung did nothing of substance um, <laughs> with its event. See, yes, I think it was interesting... No, from the point of wait. view that like it was pretty dull samsung had those robots okay that was pretty funny <laughs> you can pour you on it can make you a real alcoholic in your own home without getting up let's talk let's talk about ces and we'll just mention the robots yeah okay um i wonder what a ces is like in a pandemic not good boring what else did, were we going to talk about? There, there's no pillow humping even. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I think this is plenty, plenty I of. I forgot things. about that. Um. Uh. Oh, Roku bought the Quibi show, right? Oh my god. Roku oh, yeah. exists. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Intel. Intel. I what did Intel do? Intel. They fired the CEO. Oh, their and stock he, went like super <laughs> up because of it. Oh yeah, but they leaked it, it leaked that he made this speech on his first day that basically like Apple was fucking them, and I was sort of amazed that they even said it out loud. I uh, mean, it's true though. Like, I mean, yes, I agree, but it's just funny because usually if you're a CEO, you don't say that out loud because otherwise it gets leaked. Anyway, sure. Okay, <clears throat> so shall we do this? Charge Tech Podcast, episode 160, podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around us. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and joining me are... Frederica Monti. And Owen Williams. Hey, hey friends, how Hello. are you? <sighs> it's a new year, we already said that last week, hey, I'm wrong. <laughs> That's what's giving me hope, is every every day I'm like, oh, it's a new year, <laughs> like still miserable but well it is kind of (laughs) wild though how much has happened over you know just in this year too much it's insane it's almost too much indeed oh and how's the weather in toronto i can't tell because i'm in the basement um no it's uh it's unseasonably warm like i don't know if you've read about the polar vortex that's going on and like the spain like snow in madrid Uh, the videos of that are hilarious um but it's actually causing the opposite in north america right now where it's like it has snowed once which is just weird for toronto usually it would have snowed like 20 times by now 
and it's been it hasn't really dipped below zero like it's five degrees here today mm. which is in january it's usually like negative 10 <laughs> during right. the daytime right and so it's a bit strange like i'm happy to have a mild winter to be honest because it's a pretty depressing year but it's also just a bit eerie because yeah. i haven't even lived here wrong long and i know this isn't right <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty cold here actually i think it was minus three outside Ooh. last year that's or last spicy year. for the netherlands yesterday <laughs> And it might actually snow this weekend. It's just th- three degrees right now. It's very gray, but we had some really beautiful, you know, crispy um, blue skies. And, you know, th- those are the days that it's actually the coldest, but it's not yeah. that bad to be outside. because I love those days. That's what I like sun. about living here is like last winter when it was normal is you get a lot more of those because it snows a lot more. And so it's a lot clearer, but not this year it's just actually it's dutch weather like i don't know if we swapped or something it's been like great for weeks yeah <laughs> it says there's a 90 percent chance of snow tomorrow Hell yes but, i um, love snow um it's so over- underrated for me well i'm getting assaulted by my light box <laughs> you have a light yeah, box yeah. i have a light box because i'm in a basement um i have it just to like fix my lighting while i'm because fam uses it for youtube but um while i ordered some i don't know why i'm telling you this but i moved to the basement because i'm on a lot of calls and like and we don't have a second office in our house and so it's like an unfinished basement and it's uh, unfinished basements are dark like usually uh you know they're just a place that you put your shit uh, zach and freddie can see like all my storage is here um but uh actually an interesting segue there zach did you know that phillips hue makes uh, light bulbs that are twice as bright now i did like know that special high lumen ones i just bought one yesterday and they're <laughs> fucking bright <laughs> it's really cool because uh, it's really hard to light a weird space like this because there's no like it's not painted or anything so there's no reflection yeah, it's bounce, just a big cabin yeah. and so i bought one of those lights it's awesome i just ordered two more uh it's really really cool but on that note ces was this week which <laughs> a I always forget exists. And B, they released a bunch of Philips Hue stuff there. And I just wanted to bring it up because the funniest thing about smart bulbs that anybody who's tried one uh, has discovered is that like they're kind of annoying if you don't have some way to deal with the light switch situation because you have to basically teach everybody in your house not to turn off the light switches to make your smart bulbs work properly. Like if you want to schedule them or like do anything fun. Like I had to, I spent like two years convincing Fem not to touch the light switches because like, like I didn't replace them, and um, Philips never really had a way to deal with it. Like they had a smart switch that you could basically glue on top of like your existing one to block it and like let people do it, but they just released one at CES now that uh, you can put. You have to like remove your wall plate and wire it in, and then you can keep using your normal switch, and it keeps working properly as a smart light which is pretty cool actually they finally I, figured out i don't like this at all actually so well <laughs> two, two I, reasons give me your take and i have i have a i have a comeback <laughs> after having gone through all of this one if you're taking the light switch off the wall to hide this device behind it you might yeah. as well just sell me a light switch yeah totally and at just I will put the full light switch, the Philips branded light switch. Maybe you can have a slider on it. Maybe you well, put that, a couple yes. buttons. Cool. Awesome. Yep. But this is like a little weird shaped device that goes yeah. in the wall behind your light switch. You wire it and in. Yeah. My biggest concern just with all Internet of Things things is <laughs> the like security implications of this. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to move into a house and someone have planted a wi-fi enabled device in my <laughs> oh, wall yeah. you know so now I, if it's I like move when, into a house now i'm checking for them like 100%. That's, that's what i'm saying that's why i hate this is now i have to when i move into a new house pull off the fucking light switches to see if there's an internet enabled device back there yeah. i hate that but yeah, on the other side fair. like the idea of like them making like branded switches is, is a pretty good one and i i yeah. think there would probably be a product such as that at some point but yeah totally um, it also means that they are suddenly in in the business of making light switches and house finishing and literally they, they, they come in so many sizes shapes uh materials whatever you know 
I th- it's I a think, horrible business to be in i suspect yeah <laughs> i think a lot of people don't want to do that either i don't know but yeah the idea of putting that in into the wall on the other side owen what does it cost uh, $30, $35, which is oh. pretty compelling. So that's uh. where it's interesting because I have bought a bunch of the smart switches and like reviewed them over the last year. In North America, there's a lot of choice. Um, so I have a situation, you know, those like, I don't know what they're called, down lights, like those kinds where it's like in the ceiling embedded. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a room that has like 16 of those in it. There's no Spots. way I'm replacing that with 80 smart bulbs. So I just got a smart switch instead. Yeah. Right. But in the cases where I have a room with Philips Hue stuff in them, there's no smart switches you can buy that are compatible with you. They make the existing dumb lights smart or they uh, you replace the bulbs. Like there's nothing in the middle and this sort of solves that. Like in this house, any room that has hue in it, I haven't bothered with the switches basically because there's no way to fix it. I have uh, their, whatever the they call their current switches, the ones where it's... The one you, you glue on top of it. The well, switch you, thing. you put it next to it really. Yeah. Well, it, they're supposed to put it on top of it, but they don't tell you that. It fits perfectly on top of North American switches. It does not. Switches. Oh, a North American switch. Yeah. It does. No, it does not. Because it's flush against the yeah, wall. Exactly. And, well, no. Yeah. It, it adds height, but like it will fit the little switch inside of the cutout in the middle so that it, it looks really oh, ugly. Like I would not. Not the it. kind <laughs> that I have. The kind I have would not uh, afford that much space inside of it because it's like it looks like a. a switch on the wall you know you put one screw into the wall and it's magnetic so the the interface actually pops it's like four buttons yeah. it actually is magneted so you could take it off and it looks like a little remote and it can be anywhere but yeah i don't there's nothing wrong with it having it next to the switches that came with my apartment anyway like phillips here is interesting what it, like it's fun to have this stuff it's cool that they're still doing it i had sort of worried that hugh at some point like I suspected that they weren't doing super well because they had said over the years that they they weren't because it's hard to sell in. Like this is a ten year thing; they have to basically prove that they're not gonna get rid of them. Um, right. But it's kind of fun that they still exist. I don't know. It's like a especially with working from home, it's just become a sort of thing now where it's like for me, I just buy that shit because it makes it can make it more cozy if you have like we have a lamp and like it's all depends on the sunrise. It's actually quite nice. Yeah, I do um, have to admit, like, recently even I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I could s- switch the colors in my living room or if I could, you know, just with one button turn off all the lights. But then on the other hand, I also know it's such a commitment to the smart bulbs and the, all the switches and the things. And it's not like a small thing to do, you know, like uh, uh, there's so much yeah. to it, you know, there's it's not just a, like, oh, let me get one fun lamp. No, you know, <laughs> one fun lamp. I mean, you can start there, to be fair. And that's kind of how they get you. But yeah, yes, it yeah. is It is a thing. It has been nice during all of this like to be able to do that. I have a sick thing now where if I turn on my TV, it like, turns on the lights in a certain way. It's like, when you get that deep, it's really good. If you own a Samsung TV, by the way, super easy. It's Ooh, really weird. I am glad you brought up Samsung. Uh, you mentioned CES as well. They They made more robots this year. and Did they make some last year? They made like a mopping yeah. robot last year or something, right? It was like... <laughs> Yeah, so this year it's there's three models and they're all, <laughs> two of them are vaporware. Like you reckon? Which is well, I mean that's what can, CES before is. You say that, like, last year they released do you remember Bolly? Yeah. That was that weird ball with the camera in it? Yeah, they yeah. never released it, it was vaporware. Though that's what I'm saying. They've got two more of those this year. And then the uh, the one that's not vaporware is like a, their next gen vacuum cleaner, like Roomba situation. But there's um, the one that I find really interesting, well, there's one that can, um, it's got a little screen on it and a camera, so you can, it can roll up and do video calls and stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. And What's it, the angle? <laughs> well, it adjusts its height, which is cool. Oh, But the real cool one is a robot. It's like a tall cylinder, and it can adjust height as well, and it's got one arm with like a really, um... It's I don't know. It's got like a hand situation with a webcam over the hand with a bunch of sensors on it. It looks like a Connect, like a Microsoft Connect, and they show it like putting a flower in a vase. Like, I mean, <laughs> it it was putting a plate in the dishwasher and then closing the dishwasher. Like, I don't know. Really cool. Probably won't come to the real here's, world anytime soon. Here's my question with these robots. What 
do they think that people do they think that most people don't have stairs in their houses because <laughs> every time i see those right. demos i'm like i've never lived in a house that has one contiguous level across the whole thing there's always one step somewhere <laughs> oh and i think i think they're counting on it i think they want you to buy as many as you have oh, floors in multiple. your house oh, oh that's no. interesting because that's like what my uh like robot vacuum cleaner company wants you to do they're like you could yeah, pick buy it up two. and move it. Or you could buy two of them and they work together. Yeah, they love that. <laughs> but also, like, a lot of houses in maybe North America, for example, just because I have experience living in a house in North America, you know, suburbia, you've got the one floor that's got your living room and your dining room maybe or a den situation, your kitchen, maybe the entryway. And then, like, the upstairs of, like, the house that I lived in as a teenager, it was just four bedrooms in the hallway with a bathroom. So it wasn't that you necessarily needed this assistant with an articulated arm on the floor that's just everyone's bedroom and a bathroom. I would love to see like a a little creepy house robot climbing my stairs. Like it has these little (laughs) ears and it's like, doot, doot. I don't know. I just think it would be so funny. I'm sure somebody's tried. There is something about robots being able to climb stairs that makes me uneasy. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, me too. Anything that has legs and starts climbing, I'm like, nah. (laughs) It's like the, the, what is that robot company? The Boston oh. Dynamics shit. Oh, I hate those so much. Me I too. Can't even, I can't even express. And it's all propaganda. Like, that's just, they're making military stuff. I, I, you know, everyone they sell that's not military is just so that they look PR polished. But they dance. But they dance. Oh, it's awful. Also, it reminds, that, that yeah. dance video, did you know that? It's like, oh, I mean, maybe this is super obvious, but like at some point I was thinking about it, like how did they actually do this? But I think they, they must have taken like 30 um, takes or something. Because those thing, things need to like um, be charged every two seconds. <laughs> well, and I, the, the camera angles, I think they were, I de- they definitely did more than one take to get all those camera angles. Yeah, true. That's CES that, yeah. is has has always been vaporware, but this year in particular, I don't know. It it was so <laughs> painful. <laughs> like just nothing that came out of it really seemed real. Um, there were some cool Chromebooks. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, there's always like kind of the background of those sort of things, but like they don't need CES for that. No, they don't. Know. And then. Like what was that? What was that hilarious Samsung tagline this year? It was like making normal more. Let me. I'm gonna look it up. It was so. Nah. I don't know. I just every year I'm reminded how bad all these companies are at branding. Better normal yeah. for all. <laughs> Better normal for all. Kill me. <laughs> we here for you. <sighs> um. Wow. No, I, I took a screenshot of the Samsung event. It's like the Samsung S21 5G slash S21 plus 5G or some, something like it, it, they just, you know. They skipped 11 through 19, I think, right? Like it was Samsung Galaxy S10 and then it was S20 because we're not 20. Is in. that true? Oh yeah, because well, the iPhone's on 12. They used to match it. Remember, it used to be every year they would have like Samsung S10 this is iPhone 10. But now they added 10. <laughs> I think they did it when the 11 came out or maybe the 10 I can't remember the iPhone 10 oh um, it's the year number that actually makes yeah. more sense I know but it's also just sort of funny nonsense at the same time because like, I just who cares I wish Apple would do that too yeah. iPhone 2021 yeah Whatever. it would make more sense in ways but like uh, Windows has done this forever right like uh, Windows 95 Windows 98 it should just be the iPhone who cares? <laughs> well, yeah, you, it's just the MacBook Pro, and then you go yeah, and you're like, the, I want yeah, the MacBook like, Pro, and they're like, and you yeah, look this up one the came year out this based year. on yeah. what one you own. Like, it's whatever. Anyway, so CS, is, I thought it was a bust. I don't know. It also just felt weirdly inappropriate, given like what was going on in the world. It was sort of like, look at all these gadgets to make your life better. Democracy is fucking burning, but we will not acknowledge it, any of that. <laughs> it was just very strange. But I mean, CES has always been the ultimate dad event. Like we can talk long and short about it, but it's, it's dad just, zone. <laughs> it's just dad zone, yeah. And it will yeah. always be that. And I think it will stay there as well because dads love this shit. You know, mm-hmm. you'll get a nifty little thing that does a thing, and then you're like excited about it for one second, and the next week you don't even know what it was. Um, yeah, exactly. And nobody buys it because it doesn't exist anyway. So Samsung got some tweets, and then right, like, it's that's like. It. It's like okay. the place where people used to be like, look what we all can do with our stuff. Do you and- think 
that CES will go back in person next year. Yeah, probably. Or ever. But like, I, I think CES comes from like a, a place of tech optimism that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that's true. I definitely like feel like when the landscape shifted and big tech sort of like became a little bit more contentious, it just felt so weird like that they had this thing that was sort of blindly saying that you should buy uh, robots and stuff. I don't know. I think it will come back, but um, it will still just be as stupid as it is now. Frederick said uh, Windows 95, and I remembered that we were going to talk about Windows 10X. Oh, good transition, Zach. Um, I am super interested in this because uh, if you don't follow Windows nerd stuff, like probably we do, uh, or some of us do, uh, the Windows 10X has been like the... Microsoft has been sort of talking about it for about two years almost now after... There's the Surface Neo, which is like their foldable Windows thing. Supposedly that's coming out this year, which I am hyped for. Uh, however, the, it was going to run a new version of Windows that was a very lightweight and A, handled uh, low power like ARM-based devices really well, sort of like Chromebooks as well. And then B, uh, handled foldables. That was sort of the byproduct. Uh, they kind of ditched the foldable thing from what I remember. It's focused on single screen stuff. And it actually leaked this week what it looks like. Apparently it's finished now. And it literally looks like a Windows Chrome OS, and it really does. Love it. it looks pretty. I'm a little annoyed because here's the thing with it: uh, it's really focused, so it's designed to be like it removes all the cruft from Windows. Everything is redesigned. The biggest problem of Windows 10 is that like there are just corners of 10-year-old tech debt that they never get to, and it's very yeah. inconsistent design-wise. Um, this is a total redesign. They finally did it, but nobody can install it except for on the computers that it came with. <laughs> It's just like what i like i wish they would let me choose maybe they will but it seems like a missed opportunity if they don't let people just download it and install it if they want to what <laughs> right so weird yeah i don't so i, I, don't I wouldn't be able it. to go to a, i don't know media Markt and buy one of those boxes and be like i'm gonna be using this now yeah, it would have to come with it, supposedly. I mean, Weird. the fact that it's leaked kind of indicates to me that you can actually just probably eventually... Somebody will make it downloadable, I suspect, and you'll be able to do it. It's Windows, after all. But it's sort of surprising to me that you... It's the same code base in the end. Like, you know, there'll be some different stuff in there. But, like, why... Just let me switch mode. Like, you know, give me a big disclaimer that's like, this is baby Windows. Would it be... That's what I want. <laughs> Would it be a thing that they don't want to do it because they have like too many issues with like making old stuff compatible with new stuff? Yeah, and then... I think it's that there's some real big paradigm shifts, and I yeah. think that a lot of people who have expectations not set correctly would probably be disappointed. Um, but I don't think that that's resolved by selling them a new computer that comes with it either. <laughs> so right. I I think I'm gonna get a little of these details wrong, but bear with me. Uh, so I have a, a Surface device right now that I'm using right now. I've also had the other Surface device, the non-X. I had the 7. And uh, both of them, regardless of the type of Windows they're running, have uh, a, a thing where it can switch between normal and tablet mode so that when you like pull off the smart cover, the, the keyboard case, it acts differently because it sort of like prioritizes touch input. And Chrome OS, this is the part where I'm not sure about. Uh, Chrome OS has this as well, where it, you know, it sort of has different modes where you're like, I'm using this as a laptop versus I'm using this as a tablet. Yes, so this has that. And over the past couple years, Chrome OS has moved away from that into a more integrated experience where things kind of work well either way. But I believe this is the part I'm unsure about because I no longer have a Chrome OS device that the keyboard comes off of. Um, I believe that you can have it where once the keyboard comes off, like sort of the all the tap targets get larger. It prioritizes like, can you hit all of your pinned tabs with your finger sort of situation? And I'm not I'm not sure that that's still a thing because they've sort of moved into this. We've built Chrome OS better so that it kind of works no matter how what kind of pointing device you're using. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting because like Windows definitely has that. And I think that that's sort of the all these software that try to go from desktop to tablet and be the same OS. 
so not the way that Apple does it, of having two separate operating systems. I think it's like, do you make it work in that in-between space, or do you build a separate sort of GUI for tablet and touch? And it looks, it, to me, it seems like that's what they've decided to go with for Windows 10X is like, let's change the interface so that you don't have to hit the little start button in the bottom corner with your finger, but you can pull up a whole grid of all of your apps like you would on iOS or your phone. Yeah. I mean, on Windows, I never, like, even now, like, I've, I just never find myself using the start button ever. I just use the, um, uh, the Windows key on my keyboard. Oh, right. And so I use Windows in a very Mac way, I would say. Right. Um, I, I just use their version of Spotlight for mm -hmm. everything because I can be bought. Like, I mean, when I was a kid and when I was on Windows as well, like, I would just, <laughs> like, use the menu and look at the programs folder and whatever. Um, but that's not really a thing anymore. Uh, like obviously. all applications or whatever it was, man. Uh, that's a throwback. <laughs> like you yeah. click start, and then it was like programs, and then all that. Like, and you could organize it for some yeah. reason in order or whatever. And the funny thing is that like there is indeed a lot of tech depth in uh, Windows because there are so many things that are exactly the fucking same. It's insane. But this is also partly why people love Windows so much. They, most people don't care about what a model looks like. They care that this, 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 their old stuff from like 10 years ago still works on this machine, you know? And that yeah. it works in the same way and, you know, the stuff like that. So there is a, a very, an upside to that as well. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm like completely sold on the new OS yet. Like we have to see what it, what it's like when it's actually here, but I think it would be good for Windows to have two separate things there as well, because I am pretty sure there is still a market for people who have a Windows computer because they love tinkering. They have a Windows computer because they love, you know, how deep you can get into the OS and how custom you can make things and how, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It feels like they're moving a little bit towards like a more shielded off Apple kind of way, you know, where like you used to be able to repair your Apple computer uh, really, yeah. really like a lot. And now it's all plastic and glued together and you're not getting in there because you're going to avoid every warranty. And, you know, the Apple genius is, is going to shame you. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think there's something in that definitely. But I also think it's interesting from the perspective of like Windows is overkill for most people. If Chromebooks have been any evidence over the last few years, it's that like 100%. most people just need a browser and like it right. should be locked down to some extent for the average person because yeah. people just install dumb shit and like they honestly need just the browser and a handful of apps in most cases, yeah. and they're happy with that. And that's what Chrome has been good at. Not to confuse Windows 10X with Windows 10S, <laughs> which, <is what laughs> which also exists and on is bad. the Surface Laptop Go, right? Well, it comes Was... with Pro X as well. You have to turn it fucking off. Okay, I don't remember doing that, but maybe. Oh, maybe I, no, I'm... it's Surface Laptop. Yeah, sorry. The Surface, Surface Laptop, Laptop Go. Go has that. Yeah. And it's just, the S stands for what? Safe mode? Shit mode. And it's, what? Shit. Shit mode. <laughs> Shit Windows. Um, and it just like blocks you from downloading anything that's not in the Windows Store, right? Wow. It's like I've... this, uh, it's super weird experience too. Like it's sort of in between these two and it's jank because you don't know it exists until you go and try and install Chrome and it's like, you can't install this and it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> like you're like, why? Uh, that, and then you can turn it off that's for the some thing reason. With the Pro X that bothered me was, uh, yes, I understand that 64 bits coming in emulation, which I have the like beta now, but, um, well, I'm saying beta like you, Owen. Yeah. Um, Beta. My brain glitched over that. Beta, beta. Yeah. Um, when you, before you were on the, the, the version with the emulation, it, it would just error. It wouldn't say you can't install this app because you're running 32-bit Windows. It was just like, there was an issue installing this application. And I always felt that was so weird because it's like, Microsoft knows why it's not working. And they built it that way. Maybe they could help out with a little warning message writing. You know? Yeah, or like, just tell you, like, this yeah. is not, you know. It's not compatible with your device because you're running 32-bit. 
but instead mm-hmm. it's like there was an issue installing this app try again and it's like <laughs> wasting my time yeah exactly. I, when you mentioned safe mode in windows i just got like a giant flashback to being like oh oh my god my yeah. computer still turns on it's in safe mode you got to push like f8 <laughs> oh, yeah. or something to get to it when it blue screens honestly <laughs> yeah. nightmare God, and computers have come a long way. <laughs> the resolutions yep. are always kind of fucked in safe yeah. mode. My fa- favorite safe mode memory was that, like, uh, it was hilarious in, like, Windows XP, I think, because it, w- it made your computer work, but the, you couldn't use the internet unless you did, like, a special safe mode with networking. So you had to have, like, the thing you need on a CD or, <laughs> like, something yeah, yeah. to be able to fix it. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with it. I guess they're going to relaunch a few of their Surface devices to, like, show this off. It'll probably be, like, a new form factor to, like, really differentiate it. I would expect, actually, the Surface Laptop Go is the one where I'm like, this makes no sense. Uh, So maybe that will be the one. Uh, Yeah. I really like the Surface Laptop Go. It's it's a really nice computer. Um, But anyway, I digress. It leaked. You should look at it. It's kind of cool. Like, it's actually really well designed. It's nice to see Microsoft do nice design for once. It looks so much like Chrome OS. Yeah. It really does. Like, it looks like somebody at Microsoft was like, make that. And then they did. Except more like with a start menu. We're like on year two of rumors that Windows was being ported to Chrome OS. So you'd be able to. Because right now you can run Linux, right? And it kind of puts a wrapper around that Linux app so it looks just like another app on your computer. Um, it's how I get like Signal on my Chromebooks because Signal deprecated their web app. Um, so, I, I, you know, they've sort of said like, this is coming. You'll have like Windows. You'll be able to run inside Chrome OS. And I'm wondering if this is, the, this is what you're going to get. You know, will you be able to launch 10X, Windows 10X on your mm. Chromebook? And, uh, It'd be a because, smart uh, yeah. play if they made it, if they just like did an end run around Google and made it work somehow as well without them being involved. <laughs> it would be kind of funny. Well, but Google wants it to happen. I'm not well, quite Microsoft's sure the play there. Microsoft's making it dual bootable. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chromebook. Anyway, right. I, I think we'll see those in like kind of Q2. Like I don't think we're going to see anything anytime soon. But, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I'm not in the buying mood at this time of year, but <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> No, it's not just well, you. That's how do, that's how everyone works, kind of. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> true, true. I mean, speaking of in the buying mood, I just bought the Pixel Five. Hey, oh yeah. After after standing for the bad. OnePlus, how did this happen? I still like the OnePlus. I, yeah, it it's weird. I I don't have a good reason other than like I got a bonus from a client, and I was like, well, I guess I'm buying a yeah. new phone. Um, <laughs> I I like the OnePlus. I think we were talking pre-show before we hit the record button of like. Yeah, all these Android phones are running Android, but like every op- every device maker puts a flavor on it, and then mm-hmm. a lot of them even brand their own operating systems. So like the OnePlus Nord's running Oxygen OS. I know that they have a different OS as well. OnePlus has two OSs. One I'm not two. quite sure the difference. And then, yeah. you know, if you get a Samsung phone, you know that it's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so ugly. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, maybe we should stop talking about it as these are Android phones and these are iOS phones because all these different variants of Android are they're more different than I remembered. And switching back to a Google-made device, it really is like running a different operating system. There are a lot of similarities, but if you go from iOS to Android, there are a lot of similarities too. So I, you know, I don't. It seems it seems kind of different. Um, I would say that this is bad for audio, but like, this is the size of the OnePlus Nord, and this is the size. It's big. Uh, sorry, the Pixel Five is very small. I actually really love them. That's why I bought it in the end. Is it's because it's edge to edge. They just made it small. They didn't do what all the other companies seem to do is make and make the overall phone bigger. And I love it for that. So the yeah. other phone mainly looks uh, taller. The, it's taller. The OnePlus. It's taller, and uh, there, the OnePlus Nord is a. It's just a little bit wider as well, but they're pretty yeah. much the same width. But it's taller, and um, it's almost twice the weight. It feels like I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's a handful of grams, but I can pull up the specs. But the back of the OnePlus Nord is glass, just like the iPhone. So it's he- it's heavier. I would say the Pixel Five is probably half the weight of one of those iPhones that's out now. The glass mm. back. 
Um, and I, Does I don't it make know. That's feel like a toy. A little bit, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, also, the okay. So we've had plastic phones, right? Like the the iPhone 3G was my first iPhone, and to go from a plastic phone to a glass phone feels really much better to have like a metal or glass phone. Um, the Pixel 5, there's lots of you can read a ton about how it's a metal body with a resin coating on the outside so it doesn't feel metal but it still has the sturdiness of like a metal phone so it doesn't feel cheap um i i find it really yeah. compelling as well because it's, it's really got nice. this like texture a little bit yeah it's like really I nice buy to a hold case for it for the first time because of that that's what i was gonna say it's sort yeah. of like the first phone i've held where there's, it's got a case. It comes with a case, but it's not like bulky, you know, because it's, yeah. it's got this skin built in. I really like it. Um, I'm glad I bought it. But let me tell you about something else that's happened with my Pixel experience. Uh, and this is why people buy Apple stuff. I did a trade-in for my Pixel 4 because it was a garbage <laughs> phone, no. right? It's It was a garbage phone. Like I, I just needed to get... I wanted a phone with a battery life. Like, I actually really like the phone, but it just had atrocious battery life after one year. I got to like 3 p.m. and it's dead and I'm working from home. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, I did a trade-in because, you know, it's easy. They send you a thing, you put the phone in the box, and you get like $400 off the phone, whatever. It has been a month, and I haven't got the money. It says on the thing, oh, no. it's like, phone assessed, pay out in 24 hours since December 12th or something. Wow. And nobody there can help. I have no way. been in Google support escalation. I have like 40 emails from them being like, we will notify you how to resolve this in 48 hours. I think uh, I've kind of set a fake deadline for myself. I'm just going to do a chargeback for the whole Pixel 5 with my bank on Monday if they don't fix it. And it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> like it's, I don't get it. And this is why I think people buy Apple stuff because you know at least they're going to fucking fix it. Apple geniuses yeah. aren't always perfect, but like if you get angry enough in the chat, they tend to be helpful. <laughs> like it's, it's really frustrating. Uh, right. I yeah. haven't had bad experiences before now, but it's just like, I, there's nothing you can do either because they have the phone. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, like, uh, yes, Google makes lots of things, but they are an advertising company. So them doing customer support for your hardware purchasing oh, issue. Customer support is, in general. They don't, is they not don't a know priority. how to do it. Yeah. They don't care because they're not used to interacting. Versus Apple's a retail company. They sell hardware and they have retail. And so customer service is a larger, more important thing. But yeah, I have the same experience with Microsoft. Like it's not that I, not that I have like, oh, the service is bad or whatever. Because I don't know. Because the reason that I don't know is because I just don't know where to start to begin to be like, oh, my screen is cracked. What is this process right. like? to get that replaced like does that even make sense la 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 because and with apple i know if something is wrong with my macbook i'll bring it to the to the place and then they'll be like yeah we can do that right now you'll have it back today or that's gonna take two weeks and then i can mentally prepare for like not having my laptop for two weeks for instance you know yeah and just because these places like the microsoft store or the google store they don't have these retail places in place they don't have systems in place there is no uh second party third party whatever um third party is there a second party <laughs> i don't know there's no third party people that are right. you know repairing these things either those um all the things are like more scarce like yeah i don't know i mean there are a lot of pc repair places and i think that that's probably what you should turn to but yeah. it's not advertised as get your microsoft laptop fixed it's because most pcs aren't that but i don't know if if they have to like order the glass plate for my screen then i can just order it myself you know i can figure out how to install that you know you know what i yeah. mean like and i i yeah it just feels different like uh, apple did a really 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 good job embedding themselves into our lives yeah and making from it every seem angle. like you have the uh, power to get it fixed in the store a lot of cases you can't anymore which is the funny thing but like it, that having the existence of it is a big thing yeah i love and to be is... able to go there and and someone talk to me actually yeah exactly <laughs> i imagine it's like sort of a liability during the current state of the world but it, yeah. yeah exactly this is why they're so good at what they do 
Well, but not anyway. to say that they don't have any flaws, because obviously yeah. they do. But yeah. yeah. Oh my god, every time I've had a genius interaction about the Mac in the last like five years, they just don't give a fuck. Like it's only optimized yeah. for fixing the iPad or anything running iOS. <laughs> every time it's like, oh, you want to fix a MacBook? $3,000. <laughs> Right, they fixed my MacBook for free once, even yeah, after that's right. warranty. You know? Yeah, you had that recall, right? Like the um, the, the goopy thing, wasn't it? Like the, no, the screen? The thing what happened... No, I had... The, the thing that happened was um, the, the audio jack broke, but the audio jack's on the motherboard, which means they have to put in a new motherboard, but the <laughs> so motherboard fu- was still fine, so, so they, they refurbished <laughs> the motherboard, and then they just gave me an, a refurbished nice. motherboard with a audio jack working which makes a lot of sense that i didn't have to pay for that because you know that's their dumb fault two quick more things on the pixel um so i have the pixel buds and i really like them i imported them from the united states so i paid customs on them so i remember saying when i got them like they're really nice um sorry windows wants to restart right now (laughs) (laughs) thank you sir pick a time no i'm busy um (laughs) Um, it like, and I have the, the, you know how you can change the accent color of windows? I picked like red. So it was this big red box, like right in front of the two of you. And I was like, oh my God, I've lost the recording. Fuck off windows. I really like the pixel buds. I remember when I got them and talked on the show, I was like, I wouldn't really recommend them for anyone else because I had to pay the customs to import them. So they ended up being like way more expensive. And it's like, they're not really worth $250. Um, so I lost the left one. I wow. happened on oh, no. New Year's Day. I somewhere between the wine store a block from my house and my house. I bought a bottle of champagne. <laughs> it's perfect. I pulled out my earbud to check out. Yeah. I, I usually pull out my earbud and stick it in my jacket pocket. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I lost it. I went back to the wine store. I God anyway. Damn it. Fine. It works. I usually just have one in at all times anyway. I usually don't put both in because I, you know. They're not pass-through audio, the ambient audio that all the new ones have. So I just, like, rock one. Totally fine. So I was like, no big deal. I get the Pixel 5. I go to pair the Pixel Buds, and it won't pair to a new device if both buds aren't seated in the case. What's the actual... So that's... You can't replace one? Like, you have to replace the whole thing? Is that what you're saying? To pair with the device, you hold the button on the case, yep. just like the AirPods. Yep. Mm-hmm. It won't do that. You can't pair if both the buds aren't in the case. What? It flashes all these different colors, and I go- I go- I went to so the. So you can't replace one, like it's the type. You can, but they don't fucking sell them in this country, Owen. I have oh, to fuck. get one. I have to buy one earbud, ship it to the United States, and then ship it here. It's going to cost me a hundred dollars to replace <laughs> one Pixel Bud. Can, can, you not, can you not get it just from get Germany? A, can you not just get a friend to put it like in a sock or something and then send it like that? It's a fucking huh? pandemic. Oh, you mean it from the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. Or Germany? I guess. I mean, yeah. The customs firm will say like and sock. I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's funny. Oh, God, I'm so yeah. sorry. That's the annoying thing of all of this stuff, though, is they're not as global. God. Yeah, so, and now I feel bad. It's like, I have the case with one bud. Do I e-waste Only it? one bud. Do, you know, like, this is the, we always talk about the AirPods and, like, how they're not recyclable. Like, this is, I mean, I, now that's I feel bad. Now I, like, yeah. the, like, weight of the decision of buying a plastic thing with a battery glued inside is, like, oh. I really love my Pixel Buds. <laughs> I really like them, too. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is now I have a OnePlus Nord. Um, and I was wondering, should I, like, give it away to the audience? Does someone someone in Discord tell me, should I do this as a contest? How do we, how do we get, how do we hawk this phone? Probably. Yeah, tell us how and then we'll do it. Yeah. I don't know. Probably should hawk be it. cheaper shipping for me because shipping a phone to California or something is more expensive. But Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't it's know. also, it also has a bigger climate impact, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe, like, Europe. Anyone in Europe want a OnePlus Nord? Uh, or you could also, and I'm just, you could also let them pay the fee of shipping. Oh, that works. Okay, so gl- we could go global if people pay their own shipping. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel bad because I don't have the the charger for it. Um. It's just raw dog, just the phone. I don't people have the box. I don't have the charger. 
I don't have the cable. Put it in a put it in a package and send it. All right. Anyway, well, if you want a one plus tell Discord, us Discord. Um, yeah. How should we run the contest? Should it just be the uh, first person? Yeah, maybe that first person to, in Europe to say that they'll pay the shipping. I don't know. No, I mean it could be anywhere if they'll pay the shipping. There you go. Boom. So post in the All podcast right. chat. Channel first person Discord. You have to uh, post in the podcast channel. Um, a random word. What's the random word? Let's pick the it. W- randomest word. It, what should it be? Dinosaur eraser. Dinosaur eraser. The first person to put dinosaur <laughs> eraser in the podcast channel and Discord, but you also are willing to uh, pay for the shipping um, outside of Europe. I'll pay for it in Europe. That's fine for me. Uh, you get Sick. one plus Nord. I, I think I might have the case it came with, but I can't guarantee it. All right. It's yours. Okay. Love oh, it. and it's blue. It's the marble blue color. It is a very nice color. I'll give you yeah. that. Um, I just rem- realized that a really good segue when we were talking about Windows 10X would have been just a quick talk about uh, Intel firing slash hiring oh. a new CEO yeah. uh, during CES, which was super interesting. Um, usually I wouldn't think it would be that notable, but to be fair, so the previous CEO got kicked out for harassment of some kind or some sort of, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, oh, it was an inappropriate relationship. Uh, and then there was this new guy, um, but like Intel has obviously been in a weird place, right? Like Apple just like whooped them this year yeah. and they never saw it coming. And so, you know, I, it's, I think that they're facing a reckoning internally and I think they don't know what to do because they're a bajillion year old company and it's really hard for them to move the ship. And so they fired the guy and they've got a new person and they made this really interesting like intro speech to the company this week that was like basically the to paraphrase apple was whooping our ass and we have to we have to rise to the challenge and i uh it's funny to see that person say that out loud because i was saying before the show that like something i've learned about ceos and that they most good ceos don't say stuff like that unless they want it to leak <laughs> maybe that that he did but it does you know like show that there's sort of a turning point here that maybe they're realizing that they have to do things whereas like they've sort of just been on their own cadence doing whatever while apple showed up and did their thing and everybody knew it was coming like it's not like intel didn't have five years because it has leaked every year for five years and then it finally happened like and i know that chips take a very long time but it's sort of incredible that we got to this moment and they had nothing to show for it (laughs) i don't know i mean yeah, I have a hard time saying they have nothing to show for it. I mean, they make... Well, nothing competitive. Nothing competitive. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I just read that Windows is, like, making their own chips. Or Microsoft's yeah. making their own chips to I compete think everybody with is, Apple ones. Well, Google is as well. They're making their own chipset really? for the Chromebook this year. Oh. Sounds yeah. like uh, Intel needs uh, to get bought or something by someone. <laughs> That'd be an expensive well, thing. But, yeah, isn't I think it's good that they're like independent. Humongous? I think that actually this is the thing that I think is really interesting is... Uh, the big deal about M1 and Apple doing their own chips is actually that it's less competitive in a roundabout way because nobody can buy the shit that Apple sells. And so it means that Apple can make stuff, which, fair enough, that nobody else can touch and compete with or buy off the shelf. And I think it's worse for computers overall because it means that there's like one world where you can get this crazy thing and there's another world where you can't. And... (laughs) It's. It would be good if Intel stayed independent and woke up rather than getting acquired by somebody. But yeah. I think they need to, for lack of better way to phrase this, like reboot themselves in a way yeah. to sort well, of be competitive. A new CEO is a reboot, right? And you hope. Yeah, and they've just been distracted for the last ten years. Like if you if you use CES as a bellwether for like what they've been up to, every year they've shown up with some insane shit. Like last year it was like two years ago it was five G. The year before that it was like Intel's the drone platform fucking smart glasses company the two screen laptop yeah it's a screen and a screen they they really really pushing lenovo to build those yeah they were going for the new shiny because that's been their thing that's always been what sells more computers but it turned out they got whooped on their own freaking like core thing which was just like raw speed and performance and battery in the end and because i think they were just distracted they was just looking the other way while like apple showed up so and um in general so their market cap is two hundred and forty-two point eight billion dollars currently. That's a lot. So 
the only companies that could buy them are probably or that Google. would is like Apple, Google, Microsoft, and none of them seem interested. Why yeah. would you buy that? It's hard this, to integrate a company like that. There's no point. Well, so <laughs> the, thing so, the thing is, though, wh- whenever if everyone starts doing their own stuff, their worth will go down like yeah, a 100%. lot. You know. Well, and and the big thing here, and I know this is all boring shit talk but like nvidia acquired arm remember that right which means it's very likely nvidia is also going to directly compete with intel at some point in the next couple of years by releasing laptops that have an nvidia cpu and gpu in them that would be sick intel can do that (laughs) so i'll buy that so uh, what i'm saying is it's a huge crossroads and finally by the way they deserve this after so long of not doing anything you know Instead of a company buying Intel, Intel should buy a company. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they should I mean, buy like done Razor. That bad in the past. Just fix yourself and then buy yeah. some people. Razor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buy an OEM. Like that's yeah. that's how they're going to compete with Microsoft and Apple and yeah, Google. They don't have reference laptops that are any good. Like they don't. I really mean, set the bar. They're cool. They just don't sell yeah. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that has Lenovo been, ends up making a historic them. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't it's know. a hard business too. Like being a chip maker, it must be annoying as fuck because like you make the thing and then you have to convince people to do it a certain way. And I think they're catching up with 10 years of never having done that. And now they're trying to convince, there's this thing called like Project Athena, which is like them forcing certain laptop makers to do certain things. And they give them a little badge that says like battery good on this one. And <laughs> <laughs> basically because it's been really inconsistent. Laptop makers are like, yeah, 20 hours of battery on the fucking energy saver settings. <laughs> like, right, yeah. You know, and I, so they've got new stuff and they're doing that, but it's so slow. That 20 the, hours of battery new. with the internet turned off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the M1 can do it. And that's the thing that's telling. And so... I'm going to buy a MacBook this year. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, look, I will say it on this podcast. Uh, if the if they redesign the MacBook, as the leaks have said this morning. Yeah, I saw Because I'm not willing to buy the current M1 stuff because I know I'll kick myself yes. if they can re- we, redesign it. Can we talk about those rumors for a second? Because I'm yeah. like, you can't see this. No one can see this because I don't have a camera on. But I'm like bouncing a little bit. Like yeah. if those rumors are true, I'm going to buy it immediately. Like, yes. It's okay. Well, the rumors. Insta buy. Like the rumors are no touch bar. Thankfully, uh, I. I mean, that's that, half of the reason I'm not willing to give them money. And then the other one that's big is MagSafe. I don't think the MagSafe thing is what people think, though, because there's an iPhone that has MagSafe and it does a different thing from what the Mag MacBook did. And a patent came out last September, where they basically showed like a little MagSafe thing on the the palm wrist, which this sounds good too, where you can put your iPhone on it and it like magnetically charges. Great. Yep. Sounds awesome. And then um, the design will be updated from what it was with the curves yeah. with the previous models to something that's more reminiscent of what the, the iPhones look like right and now the and the iPads. Yeah. And I, the Surface I, book. <laughs> I am literally going to commit blasphemy and say that I'll probably buy one if that's the case. There's something that, that used to happen on this show a lot before Freddie and I joined, where Owen would threaten to eat his hat if something <laughs> did or didn't happen. This is the opposite this time. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like Owen's like, I'm, I'm buying a MacBook or I'm going to eat my hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see what it is. I'm a little bit like, I'm also in a phase now where I'm realizing that like work gives me a computer. <laughs> sure, <laughs> so like I don't sure. need to spend money on it. But um, I would consider it, especially with work from home, like just to have something that's separate uh, and has crazy battery life. Like yep. my Intel one has garbage battery life. But I feel the same way about the current one, actually, Owen. I feel like it's like a pre-computer mm-hmm. to kind of show to kind of to that computer exists it's to make people like computer. me like excited about the next yeah. one. <laughs> a hun- no, a hundred percent. This is strategic. They did something familiar and not too exciting because I think most people shouldn't buy this one. Exactly. That's the truth. Is they're doing this because there's a period of time where developers need to adapt their shit. And why would you put the flagship one out when the software isn't good or great? Exactly. No, I mean, you go wait, you go wait. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, not the, shit. I'm not saying it's shit. It's just that like, this is a very intentional move to make their current production lines work, not set expectations too high. And then like, Oh, new shiny. And now it's 25 hours and it's a lot easier yeah. to sell that. So would you buy be, it, Zach? Well, I, yeah. Well, I was going to say um, for the people that, 
our uh, attentive listeners of our show uh, know that I bought too many laptops last year. <laughs> so my goal of 2021 is not to buy a new laptop. Mm-hmm. I've got a brand new Surface Pro X. I've got a relatively new Pixelbook Go in pink. I, I, do, I, I don't need a new iPad. I don't need a new laptop. I'm not going to buy a new desktop computer like... The Pixel Five is hopefully the last like tech product I buy this year of any oh you know God. consequential purpose uh, purchase. I, I value. struggle to believe this, but I maybe well, this is where no. I eat my hat. <laughs> well, I, this is me trying to be aspirational rather than like, yeah. yeah. Inevitably, something will come out and I will buy it. But hopefully, it's me like replacing a Pixel Bud this year is like the, the, <laughs> the thing that I'm spending money on. Yeah, uh, yeah, because there's all these like. Samsung makes their own earbuds. They just release like new ones. I I don't really, I don't really know about what headphones I'm going to buy, but I should probably buy something that actually gets sold in my country. Yeah, I'm so, so sorry that happened. It's so I mean, weird it that they don't sell those. I mean, they do. It's just that I had to already import them once. Yeah. So it just makes the price way more than it actually is. Yeah. To spend a hundred dollars to replace one Pixel Bud seems excessive. When I could yeah. probably buy a, Samsung, probably has wireless exactly. headphones. I could probably buy for a hundred euro and get them replaced in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, yeah, yeah, it's but it's such a small thing problem. You, I am now at the point where I only want to buy it. Uh, Google isn't perfect, but I'd rather only buy it from them because I know that they're at least better than Samsung or any of these other companies that are doing it, which is a bit sad. But this is uh, the place we're in. So we're, you you know how we talked about peak smartphone like a year ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're at peak earbud. Oh, hundred percent. All they all do relatively the same thing. They Except all none last of them work relative. Together. Well, <laughs> the Samsung ones you can pair to two devices at once and listen to audio from both devices at the same time. Nobody else is doing that. <laughs> or well, did Apple just start doing that with the only AirPod you, Pros? Yeah, only if you have an uh, use iOS thing. So this is I hate this. I hate it. Classic. The fact that like you, if you buy AirPods for your and you have a Pixel, it's just so funny to me because it could be an upsell if they did it right. Like th- make the AirPod experience really good on everything. Um, but no, instead they're just like, no, you only get the good shit if you use an iPhone. Sorry. Yeah, that's um, super lame. I hate that. Okay, so I have as like a last, eight minutes. Yeah, yes, I was gonna say as a last thing, do we want to talk about a firm really quickly? Oh, but we have okay. So we have a firm. We have Parler. Uh, we have yeah. Facebook, There's and we've many, got many ink has been spilled on Parler. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a firm because I feel like it's this weird thing that's happening that isn't super in the consciousness, but it's like everywhere. Also, I actually I don't know anything about it, so I'm really curious to hear what you guys do have you, to say about do you, it. Do you know Klarna? Yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna it's ask. the same thing. It's that, but <laughs> in America. Ah. So there's this big trend right now, right? Where So these companies, Affirm, if you don't know and you're listening, they're like a spread payments company. So, you know, in the old days you would have, at least in New Zealand, we call it like higher purchase, <laughs> weirdly, or lay-by, where it's like you buy the thing and you pay in installments for it. But usually it was like in an America, actual we loan call from it, some company. We call it financing. Yeah, financing. It was from some like insane, stupid loan shark thing. And you cited some contract. It was all complicated. Affirm and Klarna in this category of companies, it's basically like, it's in e-commerce checkouts, you would have seen it. It's like, you're buying a pair of shoes for like $150. And it's like, you can buy these now for like three payments of $50. Yeah. And there's no insane thing. Like you fill in the form as if you're doing a credit card checkout, basically. There's a quick like, fill in some more details for the first time. And you do it and boom, you got the shoes. You didn't sign a contract. You didn't do anything crazy. There's no credit check. Well, not like a full a hard check, I think they call it in North America. Um, and you pay it off over time. Now, it's really popular. It's insane. Like every, I've noticed that it's almost on everything now. And there's lots of different brands doing this. In New Zealand, there's a company called Afterpay. Apparently, it's the dominant payment method online now. Can I say why it's on everything now? Yeah. It's because it's Shopify did a deal and it's on all Shopify checkout. And that's I'd assume where you buy most of your stuff now, Owen. Yeah. So that's why you see it everywhere. <laughs> well, it's not on by default. But no, I mean, I see all the other ones too. I see Klarna on European stores all the time. I see um, there's another one that's Canadian called Sezzle or something. Well, there's and, one yeah. in New Zealand called And Afterpay. PayPal offers this now too. Yes. And so it's a huge thing. And the only reason I'm actually even like super up to date about this isn't because I'm at Shopify. It's, I was reading about it in the Atlantic this week. And it's basically, it's incredibly popular with people under 30. So... And the reason for that is, is there's a, in the U.S. in particular, there's a, a whole bunch of quirks 
where credit card growth was like going up like crazy for a long time and it was because you could you had these people at like college campuses you had banks harassing you when you're turning 18 to get a credit card in the u.s they made it illegal to do that on college campuses a while ago and so they disappeared from there and credit card popularity went down this happened in new zealand too i recall credit card popularity started going down which makes sense Young, young people like different financial instruments that kind of thing and so these companies emerged at a time where people were getting fewer credit cards than ever and you know it's i can imagine if if i was 18 i think i would have been sucked into these because i was i was pretty bad with like credit cards and like even overdrafts back then but it was you had to wrap your head around it in a way if i saw this thing on the checkout and i could get the thing for like 20 dollars a month for three months i probably would have done it back then i'm like really debt averse now but back then, I know I would have, like, fallen into it because it, the pain, it feels like, it lowers the pain. You're like, oh, $20 a month. I well, can do that. When you're that age, too, you're you're usually saving up for a purchase. Yes. You, you know, I 100%. used to save up money to go to the mall and buy CDs. Yeah. Yeah. And if you could tell me I could get them now and then as I'm making my minimum wage. Yeah be paying for it at the same rate hell yeah i would have done that and it's interesting because with a firm for example you actually as the person doing those installments you don't pay a fee the, so the vendor pays the fee yeah exactly because i think it's the same with the Klarna as well mm-hmm. because apparently i'm under 30 still which is true for another <laughs> couple of months <gasps> and i use Klarna sometimes when okay. i want to like buy something that i'm not 100 percent sure yet that i will keep so oh, then i will i won't buy like it's not like a thing where you can opt in for the spread pay whatever oh, but i usually do the uh pay where you pay it after you've received the goods mm, mm. so that way oh. i can order something and if i don't like it i will send it back and then huh. i and will never, never have to do the payment and then the, unlike credit cards where they would have wow. sat on your money for like two weeks because yeah of the and way that they were the thing that happens with credit cards in the netherlands and this happened to me before when i made a big purchase uh, of a leather jacket mm-hmm. and the leather jacket didn't fit well so i sent it back but because how credit cards work they gave me back my credit card money in my credit cards but my yep. credit card money for the purchase <laughs> had already been paid off yep. so yep. therefore that money just didn't went back to my account it went yep. into my credit cards and i don't totally. want it there but there's no way to put it back into my account so and it meant that probably while you were waiting for that you didn't buy the jacket again in many cases like most people are waiting right. for the money back from the company to buy the one that fits exactly and so, actually ended up not buying the coat again because the yep. size that I wanted was sold out. La, 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 la. And then suddenly I couldn't put that money back into my savings account. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you know? I, like, I, I know we don't have long left, but the interesting thing with these companies is that that is compelling. The biggest problem with them, in my opinion, is that people don't know what they're spending. And yeah. they're only really safe when you're not layering up payments. Like the big perspective on this that the Atlantic was saying is like, buying one thing on spread payments is fine as soon as you start trying to do three four five which i imagine is where you end up it's really hard to manage those i feel the same way about subscribing for software yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh my god oh yeah just netflix and spotify and you know all of the stuff i use for work they're all subscriptions now and all of a sudden it's like oh my bank's getting hit every day for a payment for something I just want to say, like, to zoom out, like, we're talking about a firm because they just IPO'd. Yeah, sorry. And the the reason it was kind of news is, one, tech IPOs have been their own news cycle-worthy endeavor over the past year and a half, but they are already up 134% since they IPO'd, which is significant, especially given, like the unemployment rates and the civil unrest and everything the stock market is just completely detached from reality but yeah yeah. and uh the reason that i thought it was important to mention owen and spotify is spotify owns 20 percent of a firm oh fuck i do it every time i have no comment on this but yes i think it was a smart investment on our part (laughs) yeah shopify made like two billion dollars already um would shopify change their name because it's too close to Spotify. <laughs> I wish. Uh, the I mean, if I uh, really didn't catch on in the. Remember that phase though. There was a time where it was like Dot Lee or. Everything's Dot Lee. Yeah. yeah. 
uh anyway so yeah like it's just a really interesting trend that i feel a little bit blind to because uh i i i think i'm a little bit more death averse than most people because i went through that whole experience and now i'm just like i only buy things outright where i can but i think it's a really interesting thing for younger people to make purchasing things they need accessible as long as they're not exploited and there's something in that like i think we could talk about it in the future but like it is exploitative at a certain point these companies yeah. because they exist yeah. in a gray zone outside of the sort of like indust- regulated industry uh, and also like do we really want to make it easier for people to shop online do we really want to in some ways we do in some ways we don't because the whole thing that i just described but w- with the whole jacket and everything is not exactly the best thing for the climate like i mean it's a pandemic otherwise i would have just gone to the store and tried it on in the store you know but now i had you know it's a whole process and a lot of these stuff that you return actually they'd never go back in the store so some of the items just go into the bin right i um on that note we should wrap up Uh, yeah we should wrap up i just i also curious like okay affirm and klarna but i'm also curious there's all these credit cards for millennials that have started up in the past couple of years and also i'm curious the popularity of apple card with the same demographic that appreciates a firm in Klarna that that owen is saying yeah. um because a- apple card is not that far off from this like it is a credit card but they have this like low no fee sell and they have an appeal in that same age demographic just for their products so i'm also curious if Apple is competing here. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. All right. On that note, thank you for listening. Join us on Discord. Links is on, link is on char.gd. <laughs> Chargepodcast.com. Uh, I literally, every time, go to chargepodcast.com just to get it to forward to that URL yeah, because yeah. I can never remember which That's letters hilarious. you skipped. <laughs> I wish I could buy charge.com, but nobody will sell it to me. Uh, so, anyway, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We will see you again next week. And Bye. congratulations to whoever gets this one plus Nord. You're gonna love it. Yeah. The race is on. <laughs> the race dinosaur is on. Dinosaur race. I was trying to remember what it was, and uh, yeah, thank you, Freddie. Uh, <laughs> if you're not in Discord, uh, join so that you have the opportunity to win uh, our used tech products. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could do some as well. Okay. Yeah. Let's. All right. Bye, Vasquez. Bye.